0: Welcome back to episode 128 of the Bad Taste video podcast. The bastards have landed. And we are, we are... The bastards. Quite a group of (laughs) bastards, yeah. Said bastards, yes. I'm here with Grizz, I'm here with Anthony. Them bastards. We are approaching a new year. 2021. Right? Uh, We're going to push into this new year right like a like a bunch of motherfucking what would you say like bats like a
1: bunch of spitting napalm bastard bats right spitting napalm napalm, right i i think that we're gonna do some big things in 2021 i mean i know me and you have been talking we want to we want to push the envelope of, uh, of what we yeah. can do Because we've had a good time here in 2020 yeah. I think we're at a good point now So I think we can get even better
0: Yeah, so as you may have noticed uh, The Instagram has slowed down a little bit Unfortunately, the holiday season has, uh, you know As you know, it, it's busy We kept up with our podcast We got our shows out uh, We had a take a break from a couple of a couple of the uh, segments, right? This week will uh, be the last week that we'll be taking that break. Think you're gonna, I think you're gonna like the things that we're gonna be doing in this upcoming year. I think 2021 is gonna be pretty fun for us. Gonna mix some more new things in. Maybe uh, we were talking about maybe doing some stuff that's a little bit more recent that people ask us to do. It's you know, it's not like we're we're pulling this out of our ass but well, there's only
1: so much you know, back catalog we can really pull from when it comes to uh old movies to cover that you know people have heard all a million podcasts cover the same thing so why don't we get into some newer stuff that is also kind of some some maybe some obscure stuff that people don't know about that we could shed some light on
0: yeah i think it's going to be pretty fun we still have you know we're still going to kill you with the fucking
1: douchebaggery that we
0: watch right <laughs> <laughs> There's only a new we still have a lot right? of things we that we. Yeah, yeah. Well, that. Uh, yeah, uh, we got a lot of things that we've been saving for special occasions. But uh, this week we are still going back in time, right, Grizz? We're going back
1: to the '80s. All right, everybody, you fucking human dumpster fires! I want you to put your seatbelts on because we're gonna dial this time machine back to 1987, Mike. Set the seed. Mike was
0: 1987's born. a great year. I was born uh yep. on a month earlier than this movie. <laughs> so we're we're in December right now of 1987. Anthony, who
2: was the WWF champion? Okay, December 87. Hold on. Oh wait. This is going into eighty nine wait eighty eight. Was it what Come it was on. before it was was it Hogan? Yeah. Hey, Hogan must rose, right?
1: It, this is a time period Hogan, where every pay-per-view then, ended with that motherfucker.
2: Yeah. Pre-mega yeah. powers, right? What was that, eighty eight? No, this is still this is this is yeah, Hogan in this uh, going into mania, I, um it was vacated and had the tournament and Macho Man won it. When I was born in the eighties, I was born in eighty eight, Macho Man was the champion. Not See? Hogan. Yeah. See? I was born in that August. I was b- <laughs>
0: Shit, I was born under a Hogan rain, I think. Right, Anthony? <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> you were. Damn, <laughs> Hulkamania was running wild. <laughs> uh, something pretty cool in it, and you—it makes you feel like old as hell. Uh, December seventeenth, the first Mega Man game was released oh, wow. for the Nintendo oh, and the Famicom. Oh, imagine what a great game! Yeah, like imagine how. It, 87 they're still releasing Mega Man games to this
1: day, right? I think so. Uh, yeah, I think they actually have. Capcom, right? Is yeah. still putting that shit out. And, dude, that's crazy. I
0: think I also saw that in December of 87 uh Fantasy Star was released, the first one. And that's another one that I remember getting like Fantasy Star 3 or something for uh the Sega. I was like, "Damn,
1: what the fuck am I playing?" <laughs> When I think of 1987, I think of one of the best television shows of all time, and that's Elf, which yeah. dominated my childhood. <gasps> I had Elf fucking everything. Me too. I had an Elf. Hell yeah, yeah dude. I love that dude, shit. Oh, you, you weren't living if you didn't have that motherfucking no. Elf stuffy, baby. That yeah. was the shit.
0: What was his name? Gordon Chumley? Gordon? Right? <laughs> From Chumway. Yeah, Gordon Chumway? Is that what, what was Chumway. it? <laughs> from melmac
1: <laughs> from melmac good lord that's amazing i have that like recording on my dvr so anytime it plays on like reruns on my cable i get to see it it's still the best shit ever i have the dvd of the first season
0: it's awesome it's like a it's a
1: box set kind of
0: thing one of those like double yeah DVDs. Dude, our friend uh,
1: ernie keegan sent me that shit too i, I gotta hell check yeah ek out.
0: ernie merry christmas ernie keegan Right yeah, on the, the west family coast family over there. Yeah, uh,
1: Laser Graves.
0: Laser Graves family holding <laughs> it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And something that I probably remember 1987 for the most: Nikki Six almost dying of a heroin overdose, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then goes uh, back to his he, apartment
2: and does more heroin.
0: Uh, says he has an outer <laughs> body. Kickstart
2: your heart, baby. Yeah,
0: out of body experience. Interesting,
2: right? Really.
0: Mm-hmm. Fucking crazy. Ooh,
2: Swears it off and does a... it immediately after. <laughs>
0: Dude, what a what a time to be like a musician. Like They just fucking didn't give a shit. Not so many uh, casualties from that time period, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, you could get shit-faced drunk with your friends and then drive your sports car and
2: <laughs> destroy all their lives. Uh, no, I, well, I, I forgot what they did in the dirt. I think they did it close enough, but... Wasn't, like, Vince Neil was so messed up from being drunk and also the car accident. Like, wasn't he, like, basically, like, they did in the movie where he was talking to him still in his arms, but he was actually talking to him with his throat cut, but I think he actually had no head. Like, I think he was decapitated. Brutal. That's a
1: brutal way to go. That's actually a great segue for Mike to tell everybody what movie we're going to watch this week, because this movie also features a delicious severed head. (laughs) That was wonderful. This week we
0: watched the Peter Jackson masterpiece, Bad Taste, and where we got our name from, technically. So do we do Bad Taste story time right now? Do you you all want to know where we got our podcast name from? The history. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys even know? No, you, you told me once, but Okay. I forget things. Okay. So picture picture me, Mike, very, very young, very, extremely young. Sega Genesis fucking is off the hook, right? You go and rent in Terminator 2. All sorts of stupid shit
1: because you're an idiot. Lit Lambo in his
0: prime. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing sunglasses from Nathan's, right? <laughs> don't give a fuck i go into my local video store across from the town pool yes we had town pools well we still do Mm -hmm. uh and i see on the wall an alien giving the motherfucking middle finger to me and that alien was in a movie called bad taste and that stuck with me from you know for a very long time and when we were trying to think about things
1: like that can just you know just stick to you like glue you're so impressionable and that's like this fucking alien's badass i'm gonna remember this
0: i could picture exactly where it was in the store exactly what it looked like fucking crazy this was directed by peter jackson who would go on to do tons of other things that we'll get into later because it deserves its own fucking segment because he's a genius when it comes to that good. Yeah, all sorts of genres of film. It was filmed in New Zealand. It was made on a budget of 200,000 New Zealand dollars, which
1: is I have no clue, but it's (laughs) 142 is what it uh, equivalent to in American dollars at the time. So it's
0: equivalent to 142 American US dollars
1: 142,000
0: in, in in you uh, 1987
1: yeah 1987 damn, that would be damn that's damn. the time period that's the e- equation in 1987 that it would work out too. that's sick uh, that's a that's a really good job uh, filmed on
0: 16 millimeter looks great right it looks, looks great.
1: like a yeah that what you, that sixteen millimeter Bolex and that's the only camera used on the whole thing. Was that one camera? That's all he had, and it's 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 mind blowing. It looks the amazing. The way that,
0: like, yeah. It also, like some of the shots, the like the way that it looks, it looks a lot like darkness, like the film, like the. Oh Man, I love sixteen millimeter. That's a great films. comparison. I didn't think of that, but it
1: really yeah. does. That these those two movies have a lot. A lot of similarities in the way they look. Yeah.
0: And I feel after watching all these movies, I really think 16 millimeter is my favorite, like, what would you call that, format. I think yeah. you could really get a movie to look cool in 16 millimeter. right? It Pretty doesn't sure. quite look polished, you know what I mean? But it's polished enough where it looks professional.
1: It's cool. I really like it. Yeah, I agree. I think that, uh, I mean, as much as I love the the real DIY shot on video stuff, there's something about the 16 millimeter stuff that we watch that just, it, it's, like you said, it's not that like high gloss, high polish, but that texturized version of, uh, of the movie that you watch just adds to uh, the overall, I don't know, the overall watchability of it, I think. I think it's just a really great, great format. I really wish it was cheaper to shoot 16 millimeter.
0: I do oh, too. Yeah, can you even buy? Can. can you buy 16 millimeters still? Yeah, of course.
2: Yeah, can you buy a new 16 millimeter camera? Um, there's definitely cameras out there that like you could definitely use 16 millimeter on, like with adapters and stuff. But uh, like I think like oh no shit, that's cool. Yeah, but like those cameras are just like it's one of those things where people think oh it must be like cheaper. Like no, like like I I know I what was it uh. That movie, I think I brought it up before, mid-90s. Like, uh-huh. like, to get the exact cameras that they used to fit that time period, like, was really expensive. Even though I just think, like, I have a lot of opinions about that movie, which is yeah. not 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 really endearing. But um, I'm just saying, yeah. if you have the money like Jonah Hill had to spend the track all that stuff down, it's actually more expensive. <laughs> yeah. I tried to do a video on 35mm this summer, and I was trying to get a... The band really wanted to use it. I really wanted to do it. And then this budget, it was just not in it. Like, I was like, I can make it look like film, but still, it doesn't look like film. You know, I got it close enough. It's very
0: hard to replicate. Yeah, it's very hard to replicate. Yeah. Uh, Dead Next Door, that was 16 millimeter, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Dude, speaking of, uh, well, speaking of anything, Tempe Video got a nice, got the nice. Christmas cards signed by the Book Walter oh. family.
1: Oh, look at that. What a what a guy. I like that they put that in all the
0: packages, I guess, sold around like December. That's one thing. Like, you hear about all this, you know, you watch movies when you're younger, you get older, you find out the guy's a piece of shit, right? Oh no. It's like, oh, this guy sucks, or he turns out to be this, turns out to be that. You're it's the worst. Right, you found out like Van Beber, like he's a piece of fucking shit, right?
1: right. Yeah, dude, what a fucking turd burglar that fucker is! <laughs> but like, dude, Buck Walter,
0: awesome, <laughs> awesome, dude, <laughs> super wholesome nice, wholesome as fuck, man. Yeah.
1: Everything I've seen from him, he just seems like a really like family oriented, wholesome guy.
0: Yep, Tepe video I'm is awesome, that. right? Makeflix is great. I I just got all the DVDs. I got. Robot Ninja, Delight, Ozone, uh, Dead Next Door, all on the Blu-rays. They were cheap as fuck. He had a whole bunch of sales. I hope y'all got some of that shit right. I have that Dead Next Door one. It's
1: it's fucking awesome. Yeah,
0: Yeah. but like, I'm so glad he was cool. (laughs) You know, like all, I had songs in high school that we used like sound clips from the Dead Next Door and stuff like shit. That would have been pissed if he was.
1: <laughs> What's that like uh, old saying of like the thing about like you uh, you should never meet your idols because yeah. it'll fucking ruin beard it for says you it all the time. So it's it's always nice to hear yep. the opposite of that.
2: Yep, Be- Beard, you say that every episode. I say
3: Mickey
0: Mantle don't pay your rent. He don't care about you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's tons of ET references in this movie, right? There is. There's a, There's a, a, a direct ET line that I brought out that I thought was funny there's
2: no glowing fingers on these bastards that's
1: awesome <laughs> I love that shit
2: <laughs> and in a way this movie looks older than E.T. <laughs> yeah a little bit Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's funny how like wide reaching like E.T. like everybody had, a, had something to say about that fucking movie yeah. Right? Like at this It was time just so here, culturally
1: relevant, yeah. you know, in the 80s. It was such a, a hot point to, to touch on.
0: Would you say the 1980s was the best time for media in America? Fuck yeah.
2: Dude. I think so. Film
0: and music. I don't know. Dude, do that's tough. Because I love the 90s too. Yeah, but do you think people cared more in the 80s about it? Like the average person thought more of movies than now? Uh,. Yeah, yeah, you I know what of, I mean? Like they I think they held true. it on a higher, you know, in a higher place than now like oh, I'm going to go fucking see And I see think this that was because Friday.
1: accessibility.
0: You think it became if too you accessible? You think about it,
1: you know. Yeah, because in the 90s you got, you know, that's when the video market became to the point where you could go and get a, a new release for 20 bucks compared to the 80s where you're going to spend 70, 80 on a yeah. tape. And if you're lucky to have a fucking VCR which you were going to spend six seven hundred dollars on to get in the 80s these things were not cheap i don't think people put that into perspective sometimes that you went to the movies in the 80s was a big deal because it was the cheapest way to go see a film because to get all that gear at your house was a a huge investment people used to rent vcrs yeah that was a huge
0: a huge money-making thing dude it wasn't really till the i would say late 80s where it really like you know two three hundred bucks now you could get one you know what i mean i mean don't quote me on that i'm not sure but i think that was like the time where it was actually like in the realm of buying
3: yeah
1: it was the uh what movie was it the batman that uh the first one there with that what's his face did burt Burt? tim burton that dude's name that all the the goth girls love yeah tim burton (laughs) Fucking <laughs> uh, the first movie, the first Batman that he did was the first released tape that came out. That was like twenty nine yeah, ninety. I got that one. Compared to being like eighty dollars, so that like completely broke the market. I got the first. I got life. the
2: first line. I got the first the first ones that are out. Like the version. Yeah, really? yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Batman eighty nine, great movie.
1: So when they did that, everybody else had to follow suit. So all these big studios were releasing their tapes now for thirty bucks, which completely changed the accessibility. Yep of who was going to be able to see these movies now. So, yeah, in the mid-80s, you were
0: able to get a VCR
1: for between two to
0: $400. And then by the 90s, you were getting 100 and sub-$100 VCRs. So it did become way more accessible. And what's funny is, like, I feel like in the 90s when they went to... That's... Was it the 90s or the 2000s where your uh, movie theater went digital? Oh, that was 2000s. I think it was probably on, like, the turn 2000s? There, no, even, even longer. Period.
2: Even, like... I think like what was it when they went straight like digital like i think mike v was still working on a movie theater before the for, the last projectionist left that's crazy yeah imagine
0: people yeah. don't talk about I mean, you that you can still
1: find projection theaters
2: so
0: yeah well we go to mahonic in
1: uh what's that yeah they have right? some super old ones
0: all right so why don't we uh hit the trailer we'll get into this movie On this kind of long, right? But it's pretty consistent, though. You know what I mean? You kind of meet everybody pretty quickly in the film. You have Ozzy, you have Frank, you have Barry, you have Giles, you have the wonderful Peter Jackson playing fucking Derek. <laughs> Derek? You you hear it like nonstop throughout the movie, right? They <laughs> just keep saying his Derek, Derek, Derek,
1: Derek, Derek. 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 Jermaine, Also, probably right. the best character in the movie Jermaine is Britt. Derek. So. yeah,
0: you know Jermaine it's funny. Derek. Like you, it's, you, you can't make fun of the New Zealand accent. You can't. It's so hard to yeah. do. It's, it's not just so Australian. So good. It's not yeah, Australian. No, it's totally, it's not. totally different It's different. really not. And when, and when people do the New Zealand accent, they just end up doing the Australian accent.
1: The Australia. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely, definitely different. What doing. Completely different. One of our I'm favorite shows. Gonna, yeah. Fire to the, the Concords. the
0: Concords. Yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. Same. I'm such a huge fan. And like that, that just reminds me of that episode with uh, Aziz Ansari where he's like the fruit stand guy. Yeah and he's like, "Oh, I thought you guys were Australians." He's like, he was like <laughs> giving them shit
2: the whole time. Uh, Mark, are, are you saying your name is Br- Br- Brett or Brit? No, it's Brit. Brett. Brett? <laughs> <No, it's> Brit? <laughs> Brit. <laughs> well, you still why
1: Seriously, probably one of the most underrated shows uh, of of my lifetime, honestly. I love that shit.
0: Dude, we used to sit at Anthony's house and just watch episode after episode after episode. Like go through all his DVDs.
1: Crazy. Yeah.
2: They walked away from the third season. I have see, I have both
1: seasons on DVD. Also, I have the CD as well. It's that. Yeah. It's, that's how big of a fan I was. I, I yeah. I went
2: to go see them on the reunion run.
1: You actually saw them live, right, Anthony?
2: <laughs> yeah, in Central Park, they played with. Uh, uh, oh wow! Every, um, um, Eugene Merman opened. He was he played the who's, the, who's the landlord on the show, and he's also uh, Gene in um, Bob's Burgers. Dude, his stand up is fucking hilarious. Oh, he's he when he he took out a whole what was it? He took out a whole ad in the New York Times to talk about how much he hates Time Warner Cable and American Airlines. I heard that bit, it's so good. It's, it, <laughs> what? Yeah, wait, wait, what is that? What happened? Eugene Merman, uh huh. He just complains about he, he complained about um, Time Warner Cable. He goes like, "Dear Time Warner Cable, I hate you. You told me you're going to be at my house between the hours of 8, 8, 8 a.m. and six p.m. and then you called me at five thirty to tell me that you're not."
1: <laughs> but the dude legitimately took the ad out in like the New York Times and shit, which is just so fucking funny.
2: That's so. Yeah. How
0: much does it cost to take an ad out in the Times like that?
2: A full page so we should look into it we should yeah honestly, Anadju- <laughs> we should find that out <laughs> dude. oh my god billboards billboards have to be cheap in the city right now
0: you know i was thinking that and uh i think i've actually seen one before of like some guys like uh like band page you know what i mean and i, I was like <laughs> you know what that's so weird that it might work I didn't per. I made you a. You gotta contract. come
1: to the Wicked Vipers Facebook page. You're gonna love this. Band.
0: See, the thing was, it was <laughs> it was so weird that like I was thinking it was so clever that I on purpose did not go to the link. I'm like, I'm not gonna listen. Yeah, to Yeah, like, I'm not gonna you know, support yeah. this I, fucking almost, clever idea. He almost had me. This motherfucker almost had me. <laughs> oh, so the curiosity our, um,
2: was almost there. Our friend Ziggy Dice took out a billboard ad across the street from. Um, where they were holding the first ever all-in um, AEW all-in. Uh-huh. Or, um, and he took a billboard across the street that said um, all dice, I think it said. Uh-huh. Or oh, no, all, all, all outlandish, but in the AEW font directly across the street. Yeah. From Former NWA champ. Yeah.
0: Zicky dice. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Pup- Who knows where he's going next? R.I.P. my liver that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I believe I puked as soon as I got in the stadium.
2: <laughs> yes you did
1: so be it so be it oh speaking of aew who was that dude that passed away this week i know mike oh, had mentioned it to me but i wasn't Brody familiar lee. with him yeah, oh, he okay. was, yeah see, i'm not from the, too familiar with a lot of this most recent stuff so
2: it's a big deal he was he was a big indie guy before he got signed he was his name is Brody lee and then um he got really big in chikara he's from upstate um, he, you say, I mean, I know he's, he's from, from Rochester, Rochester, which is, you know,
1: I, I grew up yeah. in Rochester, so I know he's kind of like a hometown guy.
2: Yeah, I saw him a lot when I was younger, when he used to wrestle Ring of Honor and Chikara. Um, they came around here a lot, and uh, he got really, his biggest work was being like the hillbilly guy in Chikara, a couple other companies, and he was signed with WWE in 2012. And then he was very outspoken about how he wanted out of his contract, and WWE held him for like a year without like doing anything with him. And just then when the pandemic him. happened, they fire they released him finally and then he was going he was he he could have been the next big thing. They he could have, I wanted to make him the next like I would have made him the next JBL like like he was he has he looked like a hillbilly for years. He's a big boy a for sure. Look. Yeah, and he just had that great match with uh with uh Cody Rhodes a couple months ago and then he hasn't been seen since. Damn, it's unfortunate. That's really yeah. terrible.
0: That sucks. Mm-hmm. Would you say this movie is a sci-fi horror film, a sci-fi horror comedy? Just a, what would you say it is? Sci-fi all
1: horror action comedy. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, <all four. laughs> there are machine guns. You've got RPG. a dash of everything.
1: I would say this is a horror comedy, right? No, yeah, this is this is a splatstick film. This is definitely a, yeah. a dark comedy hundred percent. It's a lot of funny moments in this. I feel like Peter Jackson really gets it. I feel
0: like Peter Jackson. He's awesome. Always like could be uh, replaced and well, like switched with uh, Sam Raimi. Like they're the same person. Just yeah. one was from New Zealand and one was from America. Right. Like I, I agree with that. Yeah. I feel like that. The, Very they're
1: similar sensibility. The
2: same soul. Right. Yeah. The, but in two bodies. Yeah. Guys that took the guys that like kind of directors that kind of took these radical type of like absurd horror movies and then became like mainstream directors. Yeah. Like, but still adding like you know like even if we watch Spider Man, there's like a lot of slapstick stuff in there, and it's it, it's it's just uh yeah I don't know. And Peter Jackson, as you can see in all of his movies, loves the fucking woods. Yeah. So, you know, it's-, <laughs> it's insane that like. They just make these
0: awesome movies in the '80s, low budget as hell, just like passion projects, basically, like no dreams yeah. of superstardom. You know what I mean? And they end up twenty years later making literally one winning of the an biggest, Academy Award. Yeah, one of the biggest franchises of all time, right? One of the most lucrative movie franchises ever. Right. And it all starts like here. This, this shit. And it takes, you
1: know, and these movies aren't movies that are like, when they come out, are like, holy shit, bad taste is a fucking success. You know, these are things that, like, even Dead Alive wasn't like a a blockbuster movie or anything. So these are things that are like, over time and, and over the through the underground and word of mouth about how crazy and how amazingly funny and and, and shit that these movies are yeah. that they become oh you got to see the iconic movies they are today yeah. yeah yeah you know anyone all your friends talk oh you ever see these gory movies someone's going to be like well you ever see fucking bad taste yeah. you ever see dead alive i mean these are things that are going to come up because well, they have that iconic status now
2: exactly if you look at it from a producer if you look at it from a producer standpoint and if some of these movies like like Evil Dead and like this or, like, we're kind of successful. Like, imagine being a producer. Like, well, this director, who's also a writer, did so much with a little bit. It's such an easy pitch. Like, what if we back them, you know? Yeah. Like, what if we find a studio to back them? Like, what? And I think Peter Jackson and Sam Raimi are, like, prime, like, examples of that. Yeah. Like, just giving them more money and see, oh, you want your studio to win how many Academy Awards? You want your studio to do... Like have this big franchise that was done wrong for a very long time, like for Sam Raimi. But it's like, uh, and then they started not trusting him, and then that's what happens. <laughs> Same thing with Peter Jackson. Same thing with Peter Jackson. They started not trusting him, and then you get The Hobbit, and you get Spider Man Three, and then I was you know. I was
0: let down by The Hobbit. I don't feel like that lives up to the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy. I feel like it looks. I'm not a big Lord of the Rings guy. I'm not a big Lord of the
2: Rings guy. I, I, Rings I, guy. Have I, have I like this better. Them. I
0: mean, visually, <laughs> like visually, I feel like they had more extras in the Lord of the Rings trilogy yeah. compared to the Hobbit production. And I feel like you can tell when you watch it, it looks very much yep. animated. You know what I mean? Like more so it than really does. the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And I, it's, it's weird because I'm such a big fan of the original three that like when the Hobbit films came out, I saw the first one. I was like, Oh, like that was all right, I guess. So the second one, I'm like, ah, oh God, that wasn't really that good. And then I didn't even go see the third one. I saw it on TV. I was like, that wasn't even good either. Like, what the fuck happened with these?
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry if, you, if
0: anybody's into those movies, I'm sorry, but it's just what a, what a little <laughs> let down.
2: It's too computerized. At least it was like the Lord of the Rings, like, even though I'm not the biggest fan of them, they were using the computer effects to kind of like build this world and was driven by like imagination and like fans for of this series yeah. and that wasn't seen before really. In the production, right? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And then then they have all this money and then they start not like like they start dealing with Peter Jackson He's like, oh let's do what we did before. Like, now nah, we don't trust you. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just do it all <laughs> has green screened and they slowly get disconnected from from the projects. That's what happens. There's like a, a
0: percentage there's a percentage of New Zealand that was like actually in the movie. Like that's how many people yeah. were in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. That's
2: crazy. Like I think have... the third one you see a car driving. You well yeah, one.
0: well that's the whole continuity thing. It's impossible to control everything at all times, especially on yeah. like super wide shots, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: It's hard. Some some shit slips through, right? What somebody have jeans on and gladiator or whatever, or like some shit <laughs> like that. You see, airplane. Aer- like, you see, like the shit airplanes in there, the yeah. in the sky or something.
1: But you know what's funny about continuity too with this movie is that this was like just planned to be like a, a couple of weeks. This wasn't like supposed to be. This took four years to film all together. Yeah. yeah. So like. On the first day of shooting, one of our, our main characters here, he call, he shows up with, like, a five o'clock shadow and, like, rough goatee and shit like that. So he usually didn't wear that. It was just kind of, like, a by happenstance that he had it. So for the next four years, he had to make sure that they only filmed on Sundays and that he would, like, not shave over the weekend yeah. so that he would have that same stubble and the same look. Oh, my God. That was the only way they could keep continuity throughout the whole thing. That's I, I love crazy. that dedication from these, like, low-budget people, though. That's... Yeah. That's such a smart, you know, just thinking about that is stupid. I would never think about that. Well, they also, like, they're the crew
0: of the film, too. So they obviously love the movie. You know what I mean? They're all in. You're all in. Yeah. Yeah, When you're making the movie and you're starring in it, you'll do whatever the fuck it takes. Look at, like, the making of Evil Dead and all that shit. Like, just miserable, grueling, but they were all in. And look, you could tell, right, in the production, like, Peter Jack these Peter Jackson movies like you could tell like it it comes across in the movie you know what I mean you can this is like a splat stick splatter whatever comedy horror you could watch this with somebody that's not really into gruesome horror movies and they probably won't be yeah they probably won't be too offended by it it's certainly not like dead alive that's like this times a thousand because they start really upping everything in that movie but this one like i feel like is that nice midpoint of it's kind of commercial you know what i mean like it's on a commercial level but it's still like an underground
1: horror film and it's the type of comedy that they approach with it i think also for one that the gore is is intense but it's not like it's not depicted in a way of being obscene. It's it, it's always followed up with a laugh. So it kind yeah. of softens the blow. Yeah. It's so and crazy. It's, it's that the best it's... way I could describe it. Yeah. It's, it's like watching the three stooges with a bunch of fake blood at it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that's what you're going to get. But it, it's just with great camera work yeah. as well. I think the stooges wishes they had <sighs> fucking Peter Jackson behind the helm.
0: Well, what Peter Jackson yeah, no, does very well is uh, it's. It's like gratuitous violence But there's always a point Sort of So I guess it wouldn't be gratuitous Yep But like in this movie Like when somebody's head get, it, Like you see like the, the head's getting blown off and shit It's just part of the movie You know what I mean Like what do you expect To get shot with a magnum Like your head's gonna fucking explode Right But he yeah. does it in such a funny way Because it looks so un- It doesn't look real Right Like you could tell it's uh, you know a puppet a or whatever effect. a practical effect <laughs> Yeah, and that's what makes it really enjoyable right like it's it's. I agree. every kill is funny in this movie every single one mm-hmm. no matter if it's a, a good guy a bad guy like every kill
1: is funny right yeah, yeah and it's just like uh, this really is just like uh, a clusterfuck of Peter Jackson's favorite You know things to film in movies because like we said before like I I honestly think you could put every style of stylistic you know kind of movie making in into this there's a ton of scenes in this movie where you're like I'm watching a low budget 80s action movie right now a bunch of gunfights with like dramatic scenes of like eye staring and shit like that it's just like what the this this totally changes directions so many times and it keeps you on this roller coaster ride That you never lose interest throughout the whole thing, and I think that's what makes this such a fun watch. Yeah. Now, after
0: the success of Bad Taste uh, and even Dead Alive, why do you why do you think there weren't many horror movies coming out of New Zealand? Like, you know, I don't know. It's it just seems like that's a place that you don't hear of anything coming from. One of the only movies I could think of off the top of my head okay. is Deathgasm. I think that's from New Zealand. Deathgasm. That's a newer one, right? That's like... Yeah. That that one, it's really good. I would definitely say check it out. I think you would like it. I think you would find it entertaining. There's enough like gore and I've all that shit. I've seen the cover.
1: It looks like metal and shit. It looks yeah. like, a, like a heavy metal horror movie or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Like these two kids that like metal heads, they go find some guy from some 80s like metal band and they find this like hit like this record and like inside the record there's like a piece of music and they play the music with their high school like metal band and like
1: possesses people and shit like it's really good. I like the concept it could be cheesy but it might be really good. When I think of New Zealand uh, movies like horror movies besides anything that Peter Jackson's done. The only thing that I can really, I can think off the top of my head would be strange behavior, which I think a lot of tape collectors know as dead kids. Mm -hmm. You could see that, uh, that lettuce video release. It has that cool, like, you know, house with the lightning. It's got a real cool reflective cover. So I think a lot of people will be familiar with that. Uh, Not the best movie. It's got a, you know, some hype in the, in the trading community for tapes and stuff. But honestly, it's, you're not going to get it. it's not a Peter Jackson movie or anything like that. It's more of your typical early '80s slasher, but it's also set in New Zealand, so it has like these accents and stuff. So if you enjoy the way that these people talk, you'll get a <laughs> kick out of that at least.
0: There's a pretty uh, interesting story with this VHS release. When the Magnum Video release hit the stores, they also had, I guess a apparently a sticker of a finger that you would be able to put on to make the middle finger into like a peace sign a peace sign how stupid so that's why you see the two different ones now
1: do you Maybe have they printed the, the, the second finger yeah that, I, I guess
0: they eventually thought that like that was a, a relevant thing like they needed
1: to do that just for fucking pissy whiny dumb parents to like I can't have my kids see a middle finger on the, the shelf when we're walking through the store, but you know, they're probably, I don't know, I fucking hate parents so I'm just going to go off <laughs> on a tangent about how stupid people
0: are. <laughs> I love the, the fucking thing holding the AK-47 uh, giving the middle cover. finger. I have a tank top. That's, well, it was originally a shirt that got ruined, that got cut into a tank top fucking like 12 years ago. I still have it. It's fucking faded as shit but i i can't get rid of it right i need that alien giving the middle finger to people right
1: you know they've done stupid shit like that with a few movies too like you remember that uh that uh fucking movie mr or not mr ice cream man but ice cream man with uh howard clint howard yeah yeah they did a cover for that where like it was too gory for parents where he's actually got like a skull in the ice cream cone and it's covered in blood and stuff like that. Yeah. And the, because the parents bitching, they had to do a second release of it for video store shelves, where all that's taken out. It's just like a normal ice cream cone and shit like that with no blood. Wow. Ah. It's just like the dumbest like details. Like, who? It's a middle finger. It's a little bit of blood. Like, look at some of the other covers in the aisles of of horror movies, or go down some of the other you know action movies and look at some of those covers. I don't think it's anything too obscene.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess people didn't understand at the time, right? They let their emotions kind of get the better of them, right? It's like, it's just a fucking movie. PTO Who cares? shit. Yeah, it's a video store. <laughs> what do you care? Like, your kid ain't... <laughs> Don't matter.
1: Uh, the fucking old creepy dudes come in here to rent jerk-off movies. Like, get your fucking kids your Barney movie and get out. Yeah,
0: exactly. Speaking of jerk-off movies the other movies of (laughs) 1987 how did they stack up to bad taste now there's a lot of decent movies that came out in this year it was a pretty solid year for horror I think it's uh, you know it's one of the most solid years when it comes to horror films but here's some that I think would at least be in the same realm you know what I mean I'm not going to put You know, multi million dollar studio films against this. Maybe some lower budget ones, but things that might stand a chance. Uh, Blood Rage. What do you think? Uh, Bad taste?
2: Blood Rage. Bad taste. Anthony? Uh, Oh, oh no. Uh, Bad taste.
0: I think. I'm gonna have to go with bad taste. Also, I think it leaves a bigger impression on yeah. me, uh, or it did leave a is bigger a impression a, on a tough, me than tough one though. Yeah. What about Blood Hook? I know Grizz now, is a, a huge, very similar vibe. Grizz is a huge fan of Blood Hook, right? Uh, it's it's I love the ending just that, of that uh, movie.
1: it's a dark comedy through and through, and it, it's got just really. It has the same sensibility as Bad Taste, but it's not Bad Taste.
0: Yeah. Uh, I love the dude at the end. He reminds me of, like, fucking Bluto from Popeye, right? Oh, like, dude, during the dock scene, like, at the end.
1: <laughs> Nothing beats that scene when those two fucking corpses are tied up and they come fucking floating up with the hooks in their mouths. I, I love that movie. So good. Uh, go find that fucking tape. That's a, a
0: great one to have. Next one. Have you ever seen Doom Asylum? no but i i can see the cover in my head but i've never seen the movie anthony have you ever seen doom asylum no i have not all right then well i i would take bad taste over that but i i won't make you guys pick because you haven't seen it i have one for you mike here we go okay
1: oh yeah don't say ghoulies too because i'm gonna say ghoulies two. no i'm not gonna say that i think this one is comparable in a sensibility way how about the one and only Tim Ritter's Killing no, Spree? No, don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. <laughs> it's a tough one. I do. This is hard for me too. Don't do
0: that to me. Uh Killing Spree or Bad Taste? Man, I don't know. Uh I'm unfortunately going to have to go with Bad Taste. I feel like that has uh a uh, way Bigger influence on my uh, movie watching.
1: I I have to agree, man. As much as I am the biggest sorry, Tim, Tim Ritter fan, I'm sorry and, Tim, and Killing so Spree sorry. is my favorite Tim Ritter movie. It's dude, bad, bad taste. taste is fucking bad taste.
0: What about something like Street Trash?
1: I, see, I don't have the same love affair a lot of people do with Street Trash. It's a great movie. It's got you know its special place in in you know movie history or whatever but uh, there's just something uniquely different about Peter Jackson's early work that stands out to me, that just isn't the same as anything else you're going to watch from that time period. Yeah, it's so good. Chris, you didn't even challenge me on a real hard one for me.
0: Is it violent shit? No. Necromantic? No. Ghoulies, too? (laughs) Well, that's, of course, I think Ghoulies, too, but... There's one there's one that I would feel like is a complete equal to me. You will not agree with me, but the video dead. That movie I feel like has the exact same impact as Bad Tasted. Like just the whole feel when I watch that movie, I think of like my childhood, like the fall Halloween season, getting it from like fucking total video or like Hollywood video or some shit like that. You know what I mean? It's you know, I get that. It's not like you feel that way about every movie. You know what I mean. You may like a movie, but some movies you actually like have like like genuine feelings towards. You know what I mean. It, past experience, well, I can understand that
1: because that movie has like its 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 own uniqueness to it as well. Whereas, like, I think that. When you watch that, you're watching something that isn't like anything else from that time period. So you do c- come away from it feeling like it's something extremely unique that you just went through. And I, I I think the only thing that's different for me with that movie compared to this one is that I felt that way the first few times watching The Video Dead. Whereas I feel that way every time I watch Bad Days. Like you pick up or something I'm, you know, new. Yeah, I am watching I am- something unique as fuck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like watching Bad Taste for this this, movie
1: is fantastic.
0: I feel like watching Bad Taste for the podcast where you really got to take notes and you're watching it multiple times over and over and trying to like think about things. I feel like I picked up on even more funny things this time around, like didn't notice things, you know, before and you're cracking up as you're watching it. Like Peter Jackson is very good at this genre of film
1: very very tiny details that are hilarious the smallest things will crack you up and it's
0: funny that uh the evil dead 2 came out in 1987 and you know evil dead 1 was one of his uh i guess influences to start making this movie and it's funny that they released the movie in the same year
1: right and we've already made the connection that they're, like, very similar as far as, like, artistry and, like, especially sense of humor go. So it is kind of, like, funny how one would spark somebody else's career and they would both, like, meet up releasing these two what would be become iconic horror icons of the genre, especially of the dark horror genre. Yep, yeah, and Yeah. Dark comedy genre. And they would say. both
0: go on to make insanely popular other mainstream movies after that big booty money yeah. there it is that big booty money <laughs> <laughs> um besides see like i i wish i wish there was like a 16 millimeter version of the lost boys but i guess that would kind of just be like darkness <laughs> oh don't <worry>. uh, <laughs> oh, God. but uh, come on man they're, they're va- the vampire family bro <laughs>
1: I'm not going to get into this. The brothers, <laughs>
0: brothers fighting them off, right? <laughs>
1: come on. Come on. <laughs> uh, you're not going to get me into that because darkness is too good to belittle it with bom, such bom, poopy bom, movies. Bom.
0: As yeah. Lost yeah.
1: boys. Come on.
0: Dude, I got all those. Fuck. I got so many copies of darkness. Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro.
1: I thought you were going to say you have so many copies of Lost Boys. No, I think I
0: only have one. Maybe two. I think I may have that that on DVD. I have the DVD. Oh, I have three. Japanese, DVD, and I have a a regular Warner release.
1: Three too many.
0: Hey, man. What can I say? What can I say? I was an (laughs) early adopter of uh, Amazon, like like the DVDs, used DVDs on Amazon. And uh, I would buy like the, the DVD would cost you a penny And you would pay like $3 shipping so you would go through The store and like put like a ton Of them in you know what I mean you'd buy a whole bunch Of shit I have a huge like Fucking just Rubbermaid Containers of DVDs. <laughs> it's, it's crazy Your dark side yeah it's my dark side That's my dark secret that I, <laughs> I thought I, It was It was very hard at that time to find VHS tapes Around me you know what I mean? Like I didn't have the money to like. I missed the boom of the video store selling everything off. I was a little too young for like that late nineties, you know, things going for a dollar and all that shit. Like from the store itself. I mean, I got stuff later on. Yeah. I got stuff later on, but it wasn't like the good stuff. You know, it wasn't like I mean? it is now. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, like yeah, it yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> all right. So now I think we're going to get into a little bit more of the details about the film itself. I first want to talk about the entire sound design of this movie, because I think this plays a huge role in how good this film is. Uh, so let's start with the soundtrack. What is your guys' take from the soundtrack of this movie?
0: I really like at the end when they're doing the assault on the house, like that real 80s action, like music, um, There's a ton of that, like synth you know what do they call that getaway runaway like in synth wave whatever the hell they call that
1: shit oh yeah i'm not familiar with like too much of the other genre i I know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) it sounds like road rash music from that video game oh yeah dude that game was awesome I fucking love Road Rash. It's one of the best games of all time. <laughs> Remember
0: now the weapon I was just talking to you about on the break. I feel like that would be something. <laughs> yeah, to road that rash.
1: would be perfect for Road yeah, Rash. Yeah, if
0: any of you work in like high uh, high voltage electricity, just cut it like a twelve inch piece of wire. You're set. <laughs> Jesus.
1: I loved it, too, because there's a lot of, like, heavy horror synth uh, going on throughout the whole thing. But then they also mix in this, like, uh, this orchestral section, so it has more of a contemporary horror soundtrack thing at certain points. But then, like Mike said, it cuts to these crazy fucking action scenes, and it's straight, like, the cheesiest, poppiest action movie. Shit you're going to you know, hear like, synth. Deadly
0: Prey, like, stuff like yeah, know, that it's, kind it's of shit. It's,
1: it honestly makes it super movie deliberate. awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely yeah, on it's, purpose. Like the one
0: guy's dressed like Bruce yeah. Lee when they're going into the final thing. The guy with the red shirt.
1: Oh, he's got and they got the cigars in their mouth, like they're like the way he's like dude, they're they're definitely going for a certain, you know, motif and it's totally like that eighties action movie cliches
2: that they're trying to hit. On this uh, watch around on this one, it really reminds me of a more like fucked up Kentucky fried movie. Like, like, <laughs> oh doesn't God, it?
1: I haven't thought about that in forever.
2: Yeah. Like it's like a way more like, like it's one story instead of like a bunch, but like, you know what I mean? It's like one, like, it's like everything gets like with the score, especially it gets more absurd and more things just seem to come unraveled. Yeah. And it just like, not like it was not goofy to the point where it's like super slapstick, but it's like. Everything kind of just kind of, I think the music kind of amplifies some of as the movie, more quirky
0: parts, like the action parts. Yeah, like as the yeah. movie goes on, everything just gets like more and more amped up. The violence, the gore, yeah. the music, like everything until the movie, you know, the culmination at the end. I, I really do like the soundtrack of this movie. Was it ever released? In its entirety, that
1: I didn't look up. I, that would be really cool I, because this would be something that could be really fun to listen to. I, I, you know what? I feel like I've seen people with like you know LPs of it and shit. I think it was like re-released recently because the, the music is really that good. It was released
0: uh, on a 12-inch vinyl. Original motion picture soundtrack music composed by Michelle so. Scullion. Uh, and there's also.
1: Uh, what does it say? Rock. The bad taste song at the end of the credits is probably on there. Yep,
0: and Rock Lies by Mad Light, and Bad Taste by The Romance. Remnants by The Remnants.
1: Remnants. Remnants. Yeah,
0: I think by that's the what remnants. it was. The
1: Remnants. Then Bad Taste by The Remnants. That's pretty cool. You know, that's one album that I would love to have because this is great. It's got
0: the. G- you know, that's finger. exactly
1: what I thought it was too. The the cover.
0: That's so cool. I
1: really enjoy that. We got to look into that. The uh, what also plays really heavily with the 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 uh, the actual soundtrack to the film is the sound effects that I think Peter Jackson was really into when his first, you know, these first few films that he did. All the gore is amplified by the goopiest, sloppiest (laughs) sounds, which I think can almost make it go from being, like, you know, oh, really gross to to, to to taking it over the edge of being comical. I think he does a really good job of, of playing with sound in that way. I agree. Like, when the guy's throwing up into the fucking,
0: uh, into the bowl, oh, and he just,
2: like
0: <laughs> and like, when people are eating the shit, and when people, anytime somebody's getting their head cut off or blown off, you always have to get in the, like, like the blood out <laughs> Dude, Yeah, Those are like the perfect sounds when yeah, uh, when exactly Derek it. has like the back of his head broken open, and you just keep hearing the mushy, like, like whenever it uh
1: opens up. Now I got a mouth full of fucking spit. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's really just it, though. Like it, all those sounds just. I guess you don't really get a lot of that in, in movies that are, like, gore porn of, like, you know, the the 2000s and stuff. It was more a lot of just, like, the shock of imagery, where if you do these silly sounds, it just really takes it to a different place. I, I can't get enough of uh, the overall sound design on this film, I think, makes it really special. Dude, there's nothing that, like, if you...
0: If you have incredibly good sound design, it just makes your movie that much better. That's why I find like the Italian movies so entertaining because the sound design is so Brilliant. over. The, it's over the top that it's entertaining in itself.
1: I agree. You
0: know what I mean? Like, why do they? Why do the footsteps sound that way? Why? Do, why does the even wind the, even sound the action
1: movies? Way? From that time period of Italy are, are all that same all oh, the Gallo stuff. It just sounds amazing. Live like a cop, die like a man. Go watch that
0: one if you want to watch a good oh, Italian man. action movie. There you go. We can we can give you recommendations all day. It's the hot recommendation. Yeah, go watch that. There's a scene where there there's like a crooked gambling place, like an illegal gambling place, and these two cops. I guess they're supposed to be like vice squad type cops in Italy. And they fucking go into the parking lot. There's all these expensive, expensive like European cars. And you think they're just going to like fucking break a window or something? They light the whole parking lot on fire. And they just show oh, all shit. these cars just set ablaze. It's crazy.
1: So good. Practically Definitely. probably done. Legit Dude, parking lot full of burning insane. cars. So it cool. looks so
0: good. You guys have to watch that movie. 100% worth it. What was ordering. the name of that again for everybody? Live Like a Cop. Die like a man. <laughs> what a fucking name, too. That's that's insane. And I love that shit. You want to know what the best thing about that is? You know who directed it?
1: Lay it on me, Rogerio Diadato, who we would know from
0: Cannibal Holocaust.
1: Bump, bump, bump. <laughs> <laughs> like that. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. So he he did like this fucking awesome action movie. Like seriously, go watch it. It's so over the top like they fucking are going back and forth with like the secretary i i like sh- you could tell she's like smarter than them and just thinks they're two fucking idiots you know what i mean i'm and even it's more n- into
1: seeing it now that i know that that guy was involved with it to be honest yeah with you.
0: and it's funny because like usually in all those movies like the guy is the one like sexually harassing the female and she's like oh and there's like he's like a scumbag or whatever and in that movie, like she gives it right back to them, like telling them they're fucking assholes, this and that. Like, oh, you couldn't, nice. do this. Like you that. couldn't satisfy me if like both of you did it or whatever. It's yeah, crazy <laughs> shit like that. Movie's awesome. Definitely go check it out. Live like a cop, die like a man.
1: That is the bad taste tip of the, of the week. week. <laughs> All right. So talking a little bit more about the making of this film here. Uh, now, Peter Jackson did this, like we said, early in his career obviously not too much money all of it was pretty much self-funded and the cast and crew was the entire working project that's it they had about what would you say mike maybe six to to, to eight people tops that uh pretty much who, worked on this yeah, film? i think
0: it was pretty much whoever you saw on screen in the movie probably worked on the movie like was probably the crew Which, Yeah. if it, it was a main character they away. were they were working on the movie
1: and, and a lot of them played, you know, multiple parts. If you saw them in one, they were probably dressed up as an alien at one point in the movie as well because they didn't have the ability to pay anybody else. They probably didn't really have access to anybody else. So I, I, I love the the ingenuity and the just the determination to make a movie like that. I think it, it's fucking awesome. With that being said, what do you guys think of, you know, The way this movie is actually filmed as far as like the the camera work, the camera tricks that he pulls off in this. Like we said, it's a 16 millimeter Bolex camera and it's just one camera.
0: I was really impressed by the crane shots when we you sent me that making of thing and they showed the crane that they used and he couldn't see through the lens. You know, like he couldn't see through the viewfinder or whatever the hell you want to call it. So they pretty much had a
1: handmade fucking thing.
0: Yeah, they had to just pretty much strap it up, use a wide-angle lens, and hope that they were able to like get it, you know, get it done. And they did somehow. They did. It was awesome. And I think like you can't check
2: it then and there. You have to wait. Yeah, you have to like for until it's like you have to get it processed (laughs) and
0: everything. Right? Crazy. So it's like, oh, I hope this shot that we just spent all day doing was correct. And, it. It was- yeah, and I think, like, because they had to make their own things, he made a steady cam, and like, maybe they're a little bit yeah. more janky than like a real studio would have. I think it actually added to like the I weirdness agree. of the movie. Like, it the steady cam was just great. a little shaky to the point where it makes it almost cartoonish and like different like the crane shots are just a little weird sometimes where like it's almost like it's supposed to be that way you know i really do enjoy the way yeah. this movie was shot and like i said the 16 millimeter makes it look fucking awesome
1: i think you can really see that in in one particular scene there's a a really fucking cool mustang car that uh, two of the the two of the main characters are driving in that are in the the aids force <sighs> I guess we'll call it that, Ugh. and uh, yep. just the <laughs> camera work that is done on this speeding car coming down the road. I, and I was thinking about the fact that it's one, you know, one camera, and they didn't have all these like practical, to, practical gear to make this shit work. They're getting shots from like on the hood of the car, from behind it. There's things that like are just blowing my mind as I'm watching this. That I'm thinking there's no fucking way that there was any. Safety that was thought about when they were doing some of this stuff because that shit looks so dangerous to me.
2: And also it's one camera, so they're resetting it up every time. Yeah, so many. That's a good point too.
0: When when you're young, you don't care. You're just trying to get the shot. How many times have we done dangerous shit when you were younger just to like get her done?
1: You know what I mean? Oh yeah. (laughs) I remember building some gnarly-ass bike ramps out of fucking some cinder blocks and plywood and just launching my shit off of that as fast as I could go. Yeah, it's like, you oh. just don't care when you're younger, man.
0: Oh, what can I, how can I get hurt just enough that my mom will be mad at me, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, that's what I need for the afternoon.
0: Like, like I don't want, I don't, you're not going to go to the hospital. And you're probably a little banged up, but she's so mad at you, right? Because you just you just did something fucking dumb, right? <laughs> Those were the days. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's like a it's like shit. The second I wake up, I do something like that, right?
1: <laughs> All right, so speaking of uh, ways you could potentially hurt yourself or, or fuck yourself up when you're a child that could be gory, What would you say is some of your guys' favorite special effects in this movie? Some of your favorite gags?
0: The magnum headshot in the beginning. Uh, Yep. When the alien is eating the other alien's brain, like his half a head brain. The uh, disembowelment of Lord Crumb at the end. Uh, Derek's fractured skull and the way he puts shit back in all movie. That, oh my god!
2: I could that's just my keep favorite. Going on. That's like my favorite bit throughout the whole movie.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: and uh, there's there's so many good things.
1: The things that really look good about the gore, and I think that would make them look good about the gore, is that it's it's pretty much real. I guess they were just going down to his butcher, and they were just like collecting any and all parts that they could, whether it was garbage or whatever. They were just like mushing stuff together. They would bring it back, and they would cover it in like maple syrup, dyed red with food coloring and that was the the blood throughout the movie he's like it was fucking sticky but it was also delicious which I think is like I I, I just thought about that like being in fucking New Zealand covered in fucking maple syrup outside that has to be a recipe for disaster yeah like
0: by the water there's so many fucking like we live by the Seagulls water. Seagulls and shit. No, dude, we live by the water. There's so many, like, <laughs> bugs, like, fucking horse flies and shit oh, down yeah, there. Oh, yeah, that's true. By the dunes and all that. It's terrible. I don't fucking over there. are fucking over there down there. Dunes.
1: I think the most impressive thing uh, that we should touch on real quick as far as, like, you know, the making of this movie and some of the big special effects that were done on such a small budget, uh, we have to talk about the fucking house. The house that this whole oh God, thing yes. is centered around, I think this is one of the coolest aspects of this movie. The so in this movie, there's this giant fucking like mansion, and uh, and it's actually a real historic house in New Zealand that they filmed at, and they needed to blow up with a giant uh, missile launcher a good portion of the upper part of this house, but obviously they couldn't do that because it's a historic mansion, so they built a replica model. And I can't remember, like, the exact scale of it or whatever. But, I mean, it was, like, you know, a, I'd have to say at least 10-foot high, you know, replica of this house. And it was fucking perfect.
0: Substantial model. It looked real. Fool me. Fool me. Yeah, like,
1: dude, uh, the, the, the shots me. in the movie look so good. And they, they do a shot where the whole house, like, raises up into space. And they did it with a giant forklift and, like, smoke and shit. And just, just watching... Go online and look up the video for the making of this that the BBC did in the '88 because it, it's it will co- completely change your appreciation for this movie and, and how how smart this motherfucker Peter Jackson really is. Yeah,
0: he's a genius, man. He made he, he sculpted is. those masks himself, baked them in his mom's fucking everything. Oven. is him, right?
1: Yeah, I mean that's 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 crazy to think about. this dude's without any idea ahead of time, just sculpted out the Lord Crumb masks. Made it himself, baked it in his mom's oven himself. Like Mike said, it's 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 wild to me how ambitious this dude was, and really was just able to make a name for himself with nothing, with just a couple ideas.
0: I didn't realize how much of a special effects guy he was until that documentary. Yeah, neither did like I until I, I watched that. He made all that stuff, all those effects he made are crazy too. The guy throwing that up, machete is that super was, cool that yeah, he the made. made. Fucking cardboard.
1: Yeah, with popsicle sticks and a blood tube in it. and it You would never know. When you watch this scene on camera, there's a, a scene where a, a machete goes into a guy's face and blood is spraying out everywhere. In the movie, 100% believable. You would, would 100% think that it's like a, a fake head that it went into instead of actually being a, a fake machete that was used. Yeah. Such a cool prop.
0: I feel like it works better than the Savini Dawn of the Dead one because it is made out of cardboard so you can take a harder swing. You know what I mean? They don't it's not like you have to really speed up the the film and do like that sort of trick or do the reverse like it's a piece of cardboard oh, you yeah. can fucking whack the guy in the head with it it's okay. Beat the <laughs> fuck out of him. Yeah.
1: I think that's what makes it special too is that it was just a group of friends. So it's like yeah, dude, go ahead and, and fucking lay that bitch in. Let's yeah. let's get this uh, let's get this shot right. You know, yeah. Plus there the, weren't a bunch of prima donna actors who were worried about getting hurt or anything. Yeah,
0: yeah, they were in. They're all in. It's it really the effects were great. All the uh, like the alien masks, like the costumes with their ass hanging out. Uh, they all so look funny. great. They look so funny. Weird. They still have personality, even though they're really not like. Uh, They're really just stationary masks, but they still kind of have personality with the body language and everything. They do a really good job. The Lord Crumb character
1: looks good. He's more animated than all of them, right? He's more of a puppet. For Crumb's Crunchy Delights, which is their fast food chain from outer space that they've come to harvest human meat from. Such a funny idea. I love that concept. Kind of
0: like an intergalactic KSC, right?
1: Sort yeah, of, that's how they were putting it. It's yeah, so that's the that's funny. the effect that I got. I think we got to talk to about uh, we're you know continuing on the Peter Jackson love train. How great is Peter Jackson playing not only one but two of the essential roles in this film, including a scenes where they fucking fight one another. <laughs> and you would never know honestly they look completely different i would not even guess it was the same actor and it's
0: his face that's throwing up the the green goo that's his face yeah Yeah.
1: sculpted
0: yeah and he's probably in some of the alien costumes also
1: (laughs) oh for sure there's a there's a great scene where like his character is nailing a knife into the heel of the other character that's played by him at the same time like hanging off of a cliff and that just, dude, that shit gives me the what fucking idea willies. Just right? like the idea of that, that idea? knife. Oh, just hammering into your foot like that. S- the base of your foot. The guy's he squealing. He's like, Whoa. Gnarly. Oh, yeah. And like all the <laughs> other like alien people are alerted by it and yeah. shit. Dude, that's such a, this movie's rules. I love it.
0: I just thought about this. Derek falls down the like the side of the cliff and his head gets cracked open, right? Fucking tumbles, dude. And uh, they show the seagulls, like, eating his head, like, right after that. Like, it's so funny. I love it. I like also how when he gets up, he starts, like, kind of having, like, a a weird, like, tick. He's like, and then he, like,
1: finally, like, realizes to push the thing back in. Oh, so funny. And I love, too, that when he when he pushes, like, this piece of his brain back into his head and closes his skull up, he looks down and there's, he landed on, like, another a seagull's nest. Oh, so there's, dear. like, a bunch of smushed seagulls that are, like, twitching oh, and, and shit. And even the eggs are down
0: there. It's so fucking gnarly. Dude, what looking. about I when the it. RPG goes through the house and it hits the sheep? It randomly just hits the oh. sheep and blows up oh that's like one of those just so splat sticky like it's it's goofy it's it's, it reminds me of hot shot that's the
1: kind of shit that that is that
0: that has to be one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie that shit is so i'm glad you mentioned
1: it too because i would have forgot about it That's such a great it's so
0: fake it's like so fake looking that like it has it's funny like they just blew (laughs) up a fake sheep. like just and when i say blow it up like they blew it the fuck up they blew it the fuck up. Yeah, that's they blew so up fun, a car right? in this
1: movie too, for real. They they actually took a car and blew it up. Damn, so they were doing things. They went for it. I, I have I have so much love and respect for for these fucking New Zealand crazy motherfuckers, Dude, man. Another part that was really funny
0: with Derek's open head is when he like stuffs some of the alien brain into his head, and like Lord Crumbs like, oh Fuck or whatever, like a, or like, oh <laughs> shit! Like he says something like that, and he like creeps away. <laughs> oh man! So Derek is actually the the hero, I guess, of the movie. He's left on the yeah. He's left on uh, the spaceship. He's the one who kills Lord Crumb, and he's going back to their planet now, right, for revenge. Is that where he's going? Uh, can you imagine the sequel? Can you imagine what
1: now? what that would have been? Now? Maybe. Oh, please. Oh. Dude, that would be so cool. Peter if he would, if he would just did a passion project doing bad
0: taste too now. You could just release the dude, you could just release the same exact cover just that they go like this now. That's it. Oh yeah, it's part 2 instead like of the middle finger, now it's the piece. Yeah, song. like Ghostbusters.
1: <laughs> I love that. I mean, I, I I can only imagine, like you know, it, w- it would be Derek going to like the whatever planet the crumbs were from, and just like whooping ass inside of the fast food restaurants and stuff with the chainsaw. So many awesome. cool things I could see happening with that.
0: I wish, I wish.
1: Damn, Peter Jackson, please. So why don't just we- do one horror movie? Just just give us one, one- more more horror movie dude, just, it's all i want man just
0: give us the sam Raimi peter jackson crossover
1: do you guys like frighteners did you guys like that one?
0: Oh yeah dude that has my man fucking uh jeffrey so Combs, good. dude hell yeah, yeah. Dude, that movie is so underrated i feel michael j fox is in that one too that should be yeah, that, that should be dude, anthony's one of his uh best movies that should be anthony's calling for that movie Yeah, you should be loving. I like the movie. I like the the VHS of that movie that has the uh, holographic front where it looks like the ghost is coming out.
1: Oh, that is sweet. Sick.
0: Okay, so why don't we head over to the chase scale? The cinematic hell appreciation scale of excellence. Alright, Grizz, why don't you uh,
1: give us your final thoughts and a rating. Uh, if you couldn't tell, obviously by now, I I feel like this is probably one of the most unique and one of the best made uh, horror movies of the 80s. If I could be honest with you, I, I mean, you got all your slashers and shit out there that I know people love, but I think that this is so uniquely its own. I think Peter Jackson is just these early horror films of his are unlike anything else that you'll watch in film history. This is a five out of five for me all day.
0: Anthony.
2: Yeah, it's definitely one of the funnest horror movies of that decade. I think Peter Jackson, it's funny that I always, I kind of like his earlier work more so than the stuff he's really famous for. Uh, I think this movie definitely gets more absurd and absurd throughout and every time I watch it, I kind of find new things that I didn't see before, as Beard said. I give this movie uh, a 4.75. There you go. That seems fair.
0: I think this one is a must-see. I think it has a little bit of everything. The special effects are great. They're over the top. The story is good. The characters are likable. I would definitely say you have to uh, try to to own a copy of this movie, no matter what uh, format. I think this has to be in everybody's collection. I definitely think it's something that is a standard for, like, modern horror, right? Uh, This really laid the groundwork for a lot of other movies. People were definitely um, inspired by it. I mean, I'm not going to say there's a connection, but Derek's scarf is the same as Harry Potter, so... You know, what are the odds of
1: that? <laughs> and he's got glasses. Yeah. He looks a little fucking Harry Potterish, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna tell I don't you know. what. I don't know. but I would What's definitely. What's up, JK? What are you doing?
0: I would definitely give this a five out of five. This is this is awesome. Not many things wrong with this. Seriously, it really doesn't have many faults. I can't really think of any.
1: No, I couldn't. You know, I, it, it, even if there was, it would. It's just kind of. It adds to the the. The mystique to it it just kind of adds to the movie i guess i definitely agree so i think it's time to head over
0: to the video dropbox Okay, so yeah. we will be starting this year out with a bang, right? This is a movie that I remember watching as a kid and always thinking it was incredibly strange. And I feel like a lot of people have the same uh, reaction or the same memory as as that, where it's like, what the fuck did I just watch? There's so many odd characters. There's so many weird things going on. You got fucking Tupac in this movie. Uh, we will be doing Jewel Underground. Yeah, we will be doing the 1991 I guess this is a horror comedy uh, Nothing But Trouble Dan Aykroyd, The Judge fucking funny as hell douchebag Chevy Chase, right? Playing a douchebag Uh, The Twins are awesome. So many good characters in this, right?
1: You know, Anthony had just said that uh, this was a big uh cable movie we played a lot on cable tv and i think that probably has a lot to do with what you just said mike as to why so many of us saw this when we were younger and we're just like what the fuck am i watching this is the weirdest fucking movie ever so i hope everybody's excited because this has a really special place in my heart
0: yeah it has one of my favorite actors of all time john candy god rest his soul oh rest in peace baby yeah rest in power baby we love it uh, yeah. It's really a more
2: years and then we would lose them.
0: Yeah, I know. Oh, That's true. Honestly. Yeah, you're right. I was watching. Uh, we watched all like the National Lampoon's movies. Like I watched so the right, the first vacation movie and he looks like so young uh, compared to like even a couple years later and like Home Alone and all that stuff. It's so funny how much younger he looks there. And that was what year? Like 87 well, yeah, or something really? like hard living 80, the late <laughs> yeah. 80s. That movie. Right. Home Alone? No, 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 91. no, no, no. Vacation. Uh, uh, vacation, the regular vac- oh, yeah, first was, vacation. Oh yeah, oh, that's, that's like, like mid eighties, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. So why don't we hit the trailer? We'll talk a little bit more about this one.
2: Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, and Debbie Moore are in. Nothing but trouble. What is this place? You look pretty this evening, sister. Doing something different with your hair? All they wanted was a little getaway. You make a surprise. No, not in front of all these people. Now, all they got was.
1: I'll vote a nice
0: Hawaiian punch.
2: nothing but trouble. Rated PG-13.
0: Now playing at a theater near you i i just looked it up i was way off dude the first vacation film was 1983 so he was very young i was way 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 off on that one because still like canadian bacon and all those movies like those still had to come out right planes trains and automobiles dude mid-80s that was like the heyday of candy right there man john candy what what a gift to this world taken too soon yeah, right i love john candy damn it always makes you feel Do you guys bad. ever hear about the curse yeah. no
1: what the curse that killed oh, john candy one? no so there's like uh this hollywood curse of this script that supposedly like killed john candy jim belushi and yeah. uh chris farley so it's like this like eskimo comedy movie or some shit Yeah, i heard this yeah and i guess from like the time that they've all signed on to it like within a month or two of signing the contract to do the movie, they all fucking died. So the movie's never been made. It still gets pitched from time to time, but nobody
2: will will sign on to it. Wow, yeah. that's
0: fucking crazy. The curse, ah, cursed you know, script you know, of Hollywood.
2: Damn. You know, you know, Farley was what was it? Farley was also supposed to be the Shrek. Yeah, he was. Also- that's fucking wild. There's like. Uh, audio and, isn't there. Yeah, there's an audio thing, and also when the first studio brought the rights to Elf, uh, they wanted Chris Farley, and the writers were like, "No, we we want to, he's great, but we want to do something different than Chris Farley." So they 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 opted to let the contract write out for the the rights to make the movie, which was a year, and they only want to and within that year, Chris Farley died. I think. Oh wow! So, Damn, that's fucking you know, wild. So, well, yeah, which probably. Helped it to get released, like from that company.
0: Well, nothing but trouble is a wonderful movie. Uh, it's gonna be a great episode. I really highly, uh, highly suggest you listen in because there's a very, in, there's a very interesting story to that movie and like how it was made. Like yep. the people were a hundred. Like remember, I always said being a hundred percent in. These people were a hundred percent in on that thing. That set was crazy. The that Chevy they Chase. made. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Minus Chevy Chase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> True. True.
0: So I guess that will be that episode. That's We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Anthony, where could they find you on the internet?
2: Abe Bassini on Instagram and a happy new year.
1: And where could they find you, Grizz? You can find me at Kane underscore enabler on Instagram. And I want to say thank you to you two. It's been a fucking hell of a 2020. Hell yeah. Uh, And uh, I've had a lot of fun watching movies with you guys.
0: The coronavirus ain't stopping us. We didn't. We're going. We're doing it even
2: to the last week exactly (laughs) exactly the worst
0: week ever and you could find me at bad taste video on instagram and you could find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com uh we have a patreon if you want to help pay our hosting fees that would be cool just think of it as a donation but we will be kicking that up with 2021 wherever you're listening to us please rate us five stars leave a good review we really appreciate it. We really appreciate you listening and hanging out with us, right? You just want to—I want it to be Hell like yeah. you know, we're just just hanging out with you, just right? kicking it, man. We're just the Olive it, Garden, baby.
2: We're family. Yeah, we're the family.
1: Olive. Some breadsticks.
2: Oh, dude, yeah, the breadsticks.
0: I really want Olive Garden. It's that white. Uh, dude,
1: don't even
3: talk about. That like a white are trash they open at eleven.
0: Like, are people gonna listen to that and be like, <laughs> "What the fuck is this fuck guy if talking it is, about"? Dude. Yeah. Well I'm, fuck yeah,
3: with talking. Yeah, sorry
0: sorry to disappoint you people, but I'm white trash. <laughs> Holla. Holla. All right. Happy New Year from the bad taste family, right? Don't do anything stupid. Please be safe. We don't want to read about you in the news. But if you if you are yeah. in the news, make sure you're wearing one of our shirts. Okay?
1: Yeah, tag us. <laughs> yeah, tag us. Or tag has- us, baby. Hashtag
0: us. <laughs> Shout us out. <laughs>